Okay, we'll go in three, two, one. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Welcome to the show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. And because, <coughs> excuse me, and you can tell as we go through this interview, you know, I'm struggling with some something I've come down with. But anyway, we must persevere. Evil doesn't take a day off, so neither can we. But uh, we are going to have a great show today with Jamie Walden. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, treason. We're going to be talking about patriotism. Uh, we're going to talk about the challenges coming from the abject treason that's happening in our midst. And uh, I'm sure Jamie will be citing a very surprising source that supports our notion for treason. Um, now, we're on digital platforms all over the place. So too many people ask me what I'm on, and I can't give them a full rendition. I don't, I don't even do that end of it. Uh, but, you know, all the podcast services and we're on TV now and so forth. But here's what I'm saying to you. This is why I'm bringing this up. If you hear something of value on my show, you go, this is really something I think people need to know. Dave's guest just nailed it. Please share. Please, because time is short. We don't have much corrective uh, window left. That window is closing. And uh, my, my fear is, is that we won't get through that window in time. And so please be uh, an emissary of the truth. You don't have to have a talk show. You don't have to write editorials and articles and so forth. But you certainly can be the grunt on the street, as I also try to be, and I try to educate people whenever I get the chance. Please do that. And you can use this show uh, to that end. And, and uh, we're not worried about copyright. Just don't steal the work and say it's you. Uh, and it won't be me that come after you. It would be someone who represents our interests. But, but uh, I am not proprietary in terms of the use of my material. So please do share. And we have Jamie Walden on. And Jamie uh, is a man of faith. He leads men of faith. Uh, he has uh, seen combat. So he, he knows the military side of things. Um, he, he's really kind of the modern day renaissance man. And we're going to get to Jamie and we're going to be talking about what I'm labeling as treason. I don't know what adjective he'll use, but we'll be in the same ballpark. But first, I need to let you know our first segment is brought to you by Noble Gold. And I'm just going to say it this way very quickly. Do you have any assets to protect right now? And you answer yes. Well, <laughs> the M1 money supply says one of two things is going to happen. We have to keep printing money to keep our programs going. So eventually we'll hyperinflate, particularly as nations jump out of the reserve currency status that backs up our money through the petrodollar. Or you can stop printing money and all your federal and state and local programs will fail and the economy will collapse. It's a heck of a choice, isn't it? I, I, we're going to go the route of hyperinflation. I think there's no question. So that means you have a window on getting prepped. And that means people are jumping to crypto. And you notice crypto is being put down in the media, but everyone's jumping to it. That's because they don't want competition. They don't want the price to be driven up because everyone's going there. Gold and silver. Noble Gold is your one-stop shopping for conversion. I know I went from being an advertiser to a customer, and I feel I'm going to come through this not unscathed. None of us are going to get through this unscathed. But I know that the majority of what I've got has a good chance to survive because I'm fully diversified, and they will never, never, never pressure you. So give them a call for a no-obligation conversation. You owe it to yourself. 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Because we will come out the other side. Uh, a lot easier to come out the other side if you have Jesus on your side. And I'm sure we'll hit that today, too. Jamie, welcome to the show, my friend. We haven't got to talk, I think, uh, much since we were in San Diego together at that great conference that uh, Jeannie and Mike put on for uh, Hear the Watchmen. 
Yeah, yeah, that was the last time we were able to fellowship in person, you know, and there's always so much going on, so many different things to talk about, you know, like you were saying that you're under the weather, you know, I'm, I'm coming off this uh, uh, bioweaponized flu as well. Yes. Uh, currently, I'm like day 10 into it, and it's not breaking, but uh, there's there's too much going on in order to be slowed down by a little bit of uh, a little bit of the flu. So let's get after it. Yeah, I hear you. Like I said in the beginning, evil doesn't take a day off and neither do we. And uh, God gives us the strength to, to soldier on, so to speak. Um, you had an interesting conversation, an interview with um, uh, Ollie North. And um, he, he's been a mainstay and he has seen the best in the dirtiest politics up close. And I mean, from the military standpoint, he's seen it all. I couldn't think of a better man to basically ask about, hey, what, what do you think about what's going on now than Oliver North with his experiences? Plus, he's been on the journalism side and done a good job with that. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. You know, Colonel <clears throat> Oliver North is is an exceptional American, to say the least. You know, yes. his his pedigree and his legacy definitely um, precedes him from. Uh, being a Marine Corps combat officer, Bronze Star, Silver Star, several Purple Purple Hearts, you know, leading combat troops into Vietnam, uh, serving on numerous different committees up through the Pentagon and and Counterterrorism Task Force, you know, being a part of the uh, O'Grady Rescue there in the Balkans in the uh, the late 80s, early 90s. I mm-hmm. can't remember the exact date of that. And uh, not to mention his his contributions in journalism, you know, through Fox News, multiple years uh, on Fox News and and also with books. So we were uh, chatting yesterday. I got a chance to to spend some time fellowshipping with him and chatting with him. By the way, he's an awesome, unbelievably solid believer in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He makes no apologies about King Jesus and uh, and who's who he represents fully with his whole life unashamedly. It's pretty awesome to see a man of that esteem uh, proclaim Christ with such boldness. But um, he has recently published a book talking about uh, socialism infiltrating the military. And I'm going to butcher the the title, but it was something about uh, we did not fight for socialism. And what he did is he went around and interviewed 500 of uh, top-tier veterans that he knows across the broad spectrum of, of military disciplines and even generations of military personnel and uh, was specifically asking him that question about the infiltration of socialism in the military and its complete takeover by treasonous insiders bought and paid for by different communist you know, uh, interests, in particular the Chinese Communist Party. So we were talking about that for a while, and, and, and I was astounded to hear from a man of his esteem and caliber the simplicity with which he communicated the things that we all know to be true, which is part and parcel to the fact that the, that the majority, not the entire, but the majority of the general officer corps, including Joint Chiefs of Staff and beyond, are completely bought out by communist interest, and they are specifically engineering the collapse of the ethos of the character of the fabric of the American soldier and Marine and airman for uh, complete takeover and infiltration kinetically of the United States of America. I've... So he literally spoke to that plainly uh, as plain English, which I, you know, guys like us were like, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's where we lean. But, you know, we always get cast our lots with conspiracy theorists and everything else, even though every single data point and in, including their very own, uh, academic papers and their peer-reviewed journals and their 
uh, speeches that they give at different graduation ceremonies. They speak to all this stuff openly, but to hear it from uh, Colonel North, you know, it definitely added some weight to the the dire circumstances that we're facing right now. Yes, I have, an, I have a current event example for you, and I wasn't thinking I'd bring this up or I'd have brought my notes out for my TV studio, but and it's on the other side of the abode that I'm in, so I'm going to have to work from memory, but there's a case right now, um, and it's now being litigated, but there's a company called Strength of something, and I forget the name of it. I apologize, not having my notes, but they print dog tags with religious sayings on it, and soldiers love this, and so they embrace it and they wear it, well, the Pentagon came along in their typical satanic fashion today, and they said, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't print that on dog tags, and you soldiers are forbidden to wear it. And that's a complete violation of one of the five liberties under the First Amendment, which is religious freedom. And this is being litigated. I'm glad to say this, but, but you know, I just remembered, I told the story on a podcast, Jamie, where General Patton issued a, an order in World War II when things weren't going well with the Battle of the Bulge and he told the, the pastors to all pray for God to clean up the weather so the bombers could get in the air and turn the battle around and and religion has always been and Christian theology in particular has always been a mainstay of the American military and sending chaplains along with combat troops and so forth and and now we're seeing a true satanic nature emerge out of the Pentagon that's my feeling what do you think yeah, no, absolutely. And the reason why that is is because wherever communism, which is Luciferianism, right? Whenever somebody hears the word socialism, progressivism, it just insert communism. And if you hear the word communism, it automatically is Luciferianism. All you have to do is read the writings of Lenin and Marx and Blavatsky and Bailey and all these other people that all, all this is based off of off of arcane mystery school teachings. Communism is specifically a Luciferian doctrine. Uh, through and through. So wherever communism rears its ugly head on the face of the earth, the first thing it must obliterate is any sense of Judeo-Christian values. Why? Because Judeo-Christian values inherently give people a sense of dignity. And when somebody has a sense of dignity, they have a sense of freedom. And when they have a sense of freedom, they will not tolerate oppression. They will not tolerate being subjected to things against their will. This is why the pursuit from the feminist movement of the 19 late 1950s, early 1960s, that that whole thing was not an organic uprising. That was completely fabricated through a think tank out of England, the Frankfurt, or out of, yeah, the Frankfurt Institute. It was completely fabricated, the feminism movement, to erode the Judeo-Christian values, to reduce this idea of masculinity and manhood and machismo of the American male psyche to make them feel pathetic, weak, and apologetic for who they are and what they are, to remove their dignity, because when you remove somebody's dignity, you now have them subjugated. It's the complete polar opposite of what Christ has come. Christ has come to bring liberty and to set at liberty to captives and to bring and to bring dignity to all humanity through showing the depth of his love that regardless of race, color, creed, socioeconomic status, or even your prior religious paganism practices, that in Christ Jesus now you are a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. You have so much value that you're literally an heir, a co-heir with Christ of the kingdom of God. And that dignity is what sets men at liberty. And men who are free and have a sense of that general lies dignity will not allow themselves to be oppressed. So this communism infiltration 
even within the and in particular the military ranks to make them wokester high heel wearing lgbt tranny loving freak shows to reduce their sense of a warrior culture and of manhood to allow women to infiltrate our combat arms and, and our infantry uh our, our more infantry rough and tumble um sectors within the military all these things are strategically designed to reduce our sense of ethos and codes of conduct and character that have been the backbone of the american experiment is this completely volunteer military filled with men and women who have willingly chosen to selflessly sacrifice for the greater good now what they want you to do is to come in and have some freak show perverse sexual experience for four years and come out as a total woke tard uh communist who hates your own country and it's being done from the pentagon down that's what people need to understand again this is not an organic up this is not an organic cultural uh populist movement within the ranks of our young people this is strategically being infiltrated and ramrodded down their throats unto acquiescence by the leadership and by their command structure. It's insane. It's it's more than insane. It's um it's satanic. And and you really hit on a key phrase that I, I want to really emphasize here. Free will. The Lord bestows free will so we can choose Jesus. Or Satan. There is no in-between, and people seemingly think they can sit on the fence and decide later. No, you're making a decision every moment you live. And the Pentagon is trying to take away that freedom of choice from its own soldiers. They, they don't want people who are Christian-oriented. And um, here's a question I have for you, though. I'm going to do a podcast today based on a study from the Pentagon that said out of 2.1 million soldiers only a hundred have been found to be engaged in extremist beliefs and activities a hundred out of 2.1 million that's phenomenally low but to me will that hundred increase because they changed the definition where being a christian will be considered to be extremist yeah you know and that's that's the whole point of the equality act which they have yet to get passed praise the lord but is to um beyond vilify but actually criminalize particular belief systems and by particular belief systems that means historical christianity historical biblical christianity now they they what you're gonna see in the replacement of historical biblical christianity is i think you're gonna see this surge of a counterfeit church of a mainstream progressive social justice oriented you know, uh, name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, NARS, social justice mix, gospel coalition mixed with the Southern Baptist Convention mixed with the Bethel Hillsong total occultic mystery school stuff. You're going to see the, the official state-sponsored super church rise to the top, and the government will say that Christianity is, is approved. That Christianity is undergirded. That, in that Christianity, we will allow religious liberty and freedom. But if you hold to or even remotely espouse what would be considered historical, the way, the truth, and the life, biblically-based Christianity, you will automatically be uh, criminalized. And so that criminalization is already in place. That's what This is the big deal about the Equality Act, that 
that most people can't even conceive of. And you have all these woke tard believers that are voting for Biden because they think that he's in line with Christ Jesus because he believes in social justice programs. Like, this is insane, right? I'm like, you have no idea, dude, who the heck you're even voting for and what you're what you're representing. You are fellowshipping with unrighteousness. You're saying you can drink from the cup of demons and the cup of Christ at the same time. What fellowship is there between light and darkness? What are we not understanding about this wokester? But yet that's the the spirit of the age, right? Is this narcissism, love of self and love of pleasure rather than love of God and always learning, but never able to come to an understanding of the truth and allowing the way of truth to come into disrepute because the truth is a person of Jesus Christ. That is what the what brings the dread of the Lord upon the heads of the Luciferian elite is the name of Christ Jesus. I think of Psalm 2 all the time, right? It's like, let us break their bonds asunder. They, they, the kings of the earth, they gather together. They're like, let's break our bonds asunder. We'll not have this man rule over us, right? They're going on all this thing about making war for eons against Christ Jesus, the anointed one. And I love it because here's what it says. It says, so they're plotting and scheming, plotting and scheming, plotting and scheming, you know, depopulate, deagle report, blah, 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 destroy humanity because they bear God's image. All these machinations of the Luciferian elite for eons. And here's what it says. God terrifies them in Iraq. He, he mocks and he scoffs and then he terrifies them in his wrath saying, I have installed my king in Zion, my holy hill. And so the thing that terrifies them more than anything else is just simplicity of a blood-bought believer who knows their God, who goes, Jesus Christ is on the throne, you freaking fools. You must be out of your mind. And it, I mean, it literally says God laughs and scoffs. So he goes, he goes, ha! I mean, that's his response to all the machinations of the wars and the rumors of wars and the pandemics and the bioweapons and the manipulations of, of humanity and the and the ELF, EMF weapon systems and space-based stuff is, is the response of the Lord God Almighty to all this is he goes, ha! And then he just goes, my son's on the throne. And that terrifies them more than anything else, which is why they have to try to get you they have to they have to convince you to willingly throw off the king of glory. They have to convince you to trade sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet and call evil good and good evil. Because if you come at them with the simplicity of the truth of Christ on his throne, they shriek in terror at the name of Jesus Christ. Well, they're not shrieking yet at the Pentagon. And I see totally what you're saying, but Jamie, let me, I want to digress just for a second to just a common sense question based on historical principles. Uh, history is not kind to brown shirts, people that betray their own, people that are used by dictators. And then when dictators begin to achieve their, their, their goals, they cast aside the brown shirts in the most unpleasant way. And history is filled with examples. I would have to say that being a good general means that you're a good student of military history. These people have to know this, and they have to know when they make a devil with a deal with the devil, so to speak, that we're going to let China come in or China with the UN, whoever that outside force is going to be, and I think I'm probably pretty close, that their days are numbered. They will be eliminated by the invading force. I mean, I'd like you to comment on that. Yeah, I mean, you you and I know that, and students of history know that, but what happens is uh, hubristically, I don't know if that's even a word, but in hubris, 
they believe that they actually will have a, a seat at some special table that doesn't even exist and that they'll escape unscathed. But here's where I see all this going, Dave. What I see happening is that all of this, and I, I think I spoke to this, you and I talked about it, I don't know, maybe a month ago or something, is that all this deep state cabal, blood drinking, child sacrificing, pedophilia, you know, human sex trafficking, on and on and on it goes. The, this this oligarch, right? These ruling the ruling class of oligarchs and the bloodlines and the family lines around the face of the earth. I believe that they are being systematically built up for controlled demolition. And I think even all these generals that are complicit and the Fauci, you know, freak shows and everybody else in 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 the in the big scheme of the conspiracy, the control of humanity, the money supply manipulation, the global supply chain collapse and manipulation, uh, and all their detestable, perverse, perverse, wicked deeds are all being systematically. Uh, gently exposed right now for controlled demolition. I think that they all have signed on to this, that they're all in agreement that at the appointed time, there's going to be this revelation bomb where all the conspiracy theories of the world are shown to be true in front of everybody's faces, just how sycophant they really are. But that controlled demolition, including the economic fallout that comes from it and the, and the moral and civic decay and the paradigm shift that comes out of it, all that is strategically designed to usher in the true and bigger deception uh, that's coming our way. So I, I do think that these generals um, are so hubristic laden. They're so filled with the delusions of their own grandeur and their own superiority that they believe that they're going to get away unscathed. But little do they know is that they're being set up to be the fall guys. They're, they are all the patsies from the Fauci's to the Pelosi's to the whatever and everybody else in between. They're all being set up as patsies for a great uh, upheaval teardown of what has been the old world order to bring in the new world order. That's what people don't understand is the old world order is the oligarch blood drinking child sacrificing pedophiles. That's the old world order. That's not the new world order that's coming on the scene. The new world order will be a counterfeit age of Aquarius, a counterfeit age of light and peace and enlightenment and a return to prosperity. And with preaching peace and security, the Antichrist will deceive many. So that's where the real deception is coming in. There's such flaws in that logic, though, and not what you're saying, but in the perception of what they're thinking. I mean, what they're basically telling themselves for really one of the few, if maybe the only time in history, will I as a complicit person in treason against my own that shows the other side they can never trust me, that they're going to spare me and I'm going to have a better life than I am now. They don't feel they have to defend their life. And to me, that is woefully ignorant of history. And, and and I just, I look at it and I just, I don't understand the mentality. Jamie, I'm just totally baffled by this. Yeah. I mean, no, I can understand how the average person could be deceived, how Pelosi could be deceived. She's stupid. She doesn't know history. But these generals, they're trained in this. It's it's delusional. And, that, and that's the key distinction. And I think a lot of times we operate with people and what's going on right now, culturally, socially, and geopolitically, and strategically, and all that. We, 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 we want to give the benefit of the doubt, so we operate out from the context of that they, they're either willful or they're just ignorant. But it's not. It's see, we got to go back to the what's 
the biblical precedence is that they're delusional and God is the one who sends the delusion. So when I was a, you know, I was a street cop, I worked with the U S Marshal. I was a street cop for a while. Then I was a street uh, paramedic and firefighter for a long time. So that's all I knew was, was working the streets. And the way you deal with somebody who's delusional versus ignorance is completely different. When I would, you know, get a call to show up some crazy guy or some topless woman, you know, because she's probably demonic possessed and on meth running down the street, you deal with her differently because she's under delusions than you do somebody who just had an ignorance of the law and happened yeah. to uh, really blow it that evening, right? Like you deal with them completely different. So these people are are under delusions and they're not delusions because um, they just are so wicked. They're under delusions because God has given them over to that to do what they ought not do. So here's what I, I go to the top, top tier um top tier level of delusional behavior the antichrist and lucifer and all the kings of the earth gather at the valley of megiddo right after the tribulation period and they raise their weapons skyward because they actually think they can win you want to talk about delusions like they know who he is right they know that everything was created through him by him and unto him they know the power of his spoken word they know that all glory is given to him and every knee is going to bow at the name they know the superiority and the dominion and the dominance of the king of glory christ jesus himself yet they're so stinking delusional with pride this is why god always oppose, opposes the pride no matter what degree it comes in he, they are so delusional with this hubris laden pride that they live, they aim their weapons skyward. In fact, you, you probably know about this more than I do with your connections with Vance Davis and everything else is that there has been many people that have come out of the space-based programs that say one of the reasons for the space-based platforms and the directed energy weapons is because they know Christ Jesus is coming. And they literally know that he's coming right in in the clouds and they want to make war against the most high and they think they can win. So (laughs) when I go, when I go, it doesn't make any sense when you say like, (laughs) it doesn't make any sense. I said, no, it doesn't. Hence delusion. They are delusional. Well, we we see that, you know, the delusion seems to be uh, like the pandemic of the day. And what I mean by that is when you hear people try to defend democratic dogmas today, the logic is just you like what what did they just say i mean it, it, they leave you wondering about the logic insane I, it is yeah. and then this the military though it is incredible um i had a conversation um i have a friend who's former high ranking very high ranking and twice i've talked to two individuals that are stationed at the pentagon and uh I, i've got to obviously be a little coy here in my description for obvious reasons but they both told me that um, they uh, were prepared to defend oneself at the turf of the Pentagon because of what's coming. And they said that the takeover was not complete in terms of the ideologies of the commanding officers. They said the Joint Chiefs, they have to keep their jobs. They can't really assess how serious they are, but they think Millie was gone. And I was told that in May of 2020 for the first time. And then they went on to tell me they they think and this was as of june of this year that they felt in terms of pentagon who's loyal to america who's not who would stand up they think it's about a 60 40 70 30 split against america in terms of their leadership that's how they assessed it mm-hmm. yeah I, I i believe that and that's where i think that you're gonna see this 
again, like I said, a, a controlled demolition is is it it's too it's like it's like the breadcrumbs and the paper trail are too perfectly laid out to show the corruption, to show the the payouts, the infiltration by the commies or Chi <laughs> communist Chinese party. I can't even say the word right and. And all the uh, and all the backroom deals and the Lolita Express and the Gislaine Maxwell and blah 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 and all all these connection dots globally to these global infiltrations. You know, I was reading this thing about the uh, um, Klaus Schwab um, youth leadership thing that yes. he started, where yes. basically every single world leader has come through that school to to perfectly be propped up to carry this globalist to tow this globalist line, and it's like. All of that is going to be flipped on its head, and it will look like it will look like the victory that the QAnon, which is straight up mystery school um, jargon, 24/7. The QAnon stuff is nothing but a but a big giant psyop interbred with all kinds of new age uh, undertones and and age of Aquarius type of revelatory enlightenment coming. It's it's Gnosticism, but you can see how it's being set up for all that to come true and everybody's going to champion it as this as this radical overthrow of the powers of darkness but what they don't understand is that's what's ushering in the bigger deception well that's really interesting the way that you expressed it I, i'm going to share this with you here and i'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible but i've had my own experience with government-laden QAnon, and, and let me explain I, i've been at the forefront of untangling the audit in Maricopa County in Arizona. And uh, I, I've found five things that should overturn this election immediately, and it's easily proven. And some of these politicians uh, out of the state Senate, particularly Karen Fan, the, the head of the audit, uh, president of the Arizona State Senate, Wendy Rogers, Sonny Brelli, some of these people were parroting me in May and June. And this is what my audience was saying, Dave, they're using your phrases. Okay, that's nice. And then they flipped and went to it's civil, not criminal. We just won't do this again. I'm thinking, why did you just spend $8 million on an audit and you're not willing to turn it around even though you have proof of criminal activity? And then there was court-ordered evidence, not once but twice in the attorney general order that accompanied it. So three refusals to turn over evidence by the people in charge of the election. And they reached a conclusion that Biden won without even an exchange of the evidence despite being court-ordered. And now that it's all over, the same politicians that flip-flopped are now out there saying, we need to decertify. I called them QAnon. Now, I think you're going to get a kick out of this. The first time I went after them, they, they contacted a lot of people in my group, people I talk to regularly, like Sarah Westall, Paul Preston. Don't listen to Dave Hodges. In fact, Paul Preston was told, you'll get killed if you follow him. And then here recently, they've come out on Rumble and had one-page documents attacking me. Jamie, I'm a one-person, senior citizen, retired from teaching and coaching and I'm a man with a website I have no power over an audit I have no power over anything except to express my view and hope I can get people unified on the right track to preserve this country and yet they're attacking me it, it, and and I called them QAnon it's my QAnon moment um, <laughs> the, the, isn't it is it amazing to you that these people elected officials would stoop to the level to come after me little old me yeah, I remember thinking about that when the FBI showed up at my house, you know, after January 6th. I was out there in D.C. on the 6th and, and on the top steps, and I'm going, I go, and I said this to the FBI guys, I go, dude, like, A off, I'm, 
I've served in federal law enforcement. B off, I'm a street cop. C off, I'm a Marine. They were both prior service infantry guys, one Marine, one Army. And I'm like, I go, what the freak are you guys doing, dude? How about some honor, courage, and commitment? I said, I hope you take your oath seriously. I'm like, why in the world, out of all the freak shows in our nation and all the Antifa thugs who I saw smashing in the faces of the Capitol Police there, why the freak are you wasting your resources and you showed up at my house? I Amen. go, what are you doing here, dude? I like, I was indignant. I was like, what are you doing here? Go, go deal with the real criminals. And oh no, it's not like that. It's not like that, man. We just want to talk. We just want to talk. I go, you can talk, man. You can talk to my lawyer. You guys are out of your freaking mind. I said to think, to think that I was being groomed to be one of you guys, man. You guys are sold out. I said you better get your, you better get your, your, your character and your integrity straight because you're being politicized in a way. That's going to cost you everything in the end if you don't get this right. So, yeah, I, I, I say the same thing, too. Like, why in the world would you waste the resources on a guy? I'm a scrub, dude. Are you kidding me? Like, I don't have a platform. I'm a nobody, man. I'm like, live off of below, way below the poverty line, you know, is we we have very little influence. And all we're doing is pontificating to the things that do have intrinsic eternal value, in particular Christ Jesus. And I think that's where the big threat is. Again, like I was saying, they know that your identity, Dave, is secure and that you do not love your life so much as you're afraid to lose it. That's why you're a threat. You're a threat because the lengths to which you're willing to go because you have no fear of death because your life is hidden in Christ Jesus. And so that's why they're like, those are the guys that we need to shut down because they actually have nothing to lose because they already lost it all for the sake of Christ. And I think that's what makes us such a such a uh, high value target to the powers of darkness that that but, uh, go yeah. ahead. I think that's a good analysis, but I'll say this. Their response to me is unintelligent. Because after the first of the year, I've already employed resources to do more research, and I'm finding very good things from high-level sources, and we're coming out with even more in January. So they stirred the hornet's nest. I mean, this was they should have just left it alone and ignored me as a crackpot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, there'd be a lot more wisdom in that than than validating you by coming after you for sure. Well, they've given me another, uh, um, and other people are even asking that too. Man, why would a state senator write that about you, Dave? That makes no sense. I've actually had people come out of the woodwork and say this to me. Um, and, and, and the same thing too with regard to this little company that's manufacturing dog tags I mentioned earlier that have religious sayings on it. Why is the Pentagon, would you make a martyr out of a small religious company that you know the public's going to identify with against you? That makes no sense either. I, th I think they're just they're they're like seething, you know. It says they gnash their teeth at the righteous all day long. I think they're they're just seething. They can't even control it if they tried, you know. Uh, they have to. They're compelled to, out of like a deep guttural hatred that you and I don't even comprehend. Like, like we we have a hatred of wickedness and evil. We have a, a willingness to stand and to fight against these things. But the depth of hatred, like we don't we can't even possess that within ourselves because we're intrinsically wired to, you know, want to give people the benefit of the doubt and to champion authentic love uh, because of Christ in us. But they don't have that capability. And so they literally are gnashing their teeth and seething at anything 
at anything that would champion the cause of God Almighty. I mean, you think about the war of the cosmos, right? Like I put enmity, a warfare, bitter rancor between the seed of the serpent and the seed of woman. He'll crush your heel, but you'll, or he'll crush your head, but you'll bruise his heel. Like this cosmic warfare has been being waged from Genesis 1-1, the world with tohu and bohu, without form and void. That presupposes Leviathan, chaos, warfare, and it's warfare all the way through to Revelation 22. It ends with the rider on the white horse whose name is Faithful too, who rides out in justice and judgment to make war. It's like it, it begins with warfare, it's going to end with warfare. And if we don't understand the, the, our present context out from the lens of this cosmic warfare, cosmic warfare of the ages for the souls of men against the glory of a God, then we'll, we'll be remiss and we'll, we'll totally miss the, the forest through the trees about the reality of what's actually going on. I mean, this it's big leagues, high stakes, asymmetric, guerrilla-based, guttural, like no holds barred, no G Geneva Convention warfare. That's what's going on every second of the day. That's really well put. That's really well put. Um, one other thing to, uh, to, to, to build on your early comments about Oliver North and what he said, uh, and I'm coming at my angle of this is sheer stupidity on their part. The last three defense ministers for China, this present one being Wee Fang, have all said the same thing. Genocide against America. What makes these people think they're going to be immune to that? It's in writing. Yeah, I, it just that's the thing that just, you know, and, and I'll tell you why I'm so upset about it, Jamie. And this is where I guess I'm, I'm guilty of obsession and I apologize. But um, I really had hoped at some point the military would see this country as being destroyed and they would rise up and preserve the Constitution at the end of the day. And it's not going to happen. No, unfortunately, it's not going to happen. And it goes back to that long-term strategic infiltration, right? The, the Petrostrokia deception that came in 60 years ago with the Russian infiltration. And that's one thing that people need to understand too, is when, when you hear of China, remember it's the Chinese Communist Party. China ultimately is ran by Russia. And, and people that Russia has perfectly created a, a degree of plausible deniability between themselves and everybody else. But we can see this, this burgeoning hegemonic power uh, move by Russia through their long-term strategic cultural infiltrations. I mean, they've been saying it. How many defectors do you have to hear saying that this is what we're doing, this is what we're going to do? Oh, and then 30 years later, sure enough, we accomplished it, right? And so the reason why the military isn't going to stand up is because they don't even have the concept and the ability to because of the perversions of academia and the infiltrations of the wokeism, starting with the NEA. I do. I say this all the time. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you dude, Dave. National but, Education I'm, Association is what you're yeah, talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The, the NEA to me is one of the most wicked, wicked powerful institutions next to the pharmaceutical companies in the United States of America. And it's all led by Jezebel spirited women that want to do nothing but pervert and twist and chew up and spit out our nation's children. The NEA is a disgusting abomination of an institution. They're one of the most powerful lobbies. They have some of the most powerful money backing them. And it's all about from pre-K to the college level indoctrination of your children to be God haters. That's their entire mission in life. It has nothing to do with education. Well, it's education, all right. They want to educate them and being offensive 
and being at enmity with a holy God. That's like they literally talk about that seething, gnashing teeth spirit. That's what the NEA is is completely filled by. And it's all communist, feminist, matriarchal-based, mystery school, occultic practices. All you got to do is study it, but most people don't want to. Yeah, I would add one thing on top of that pile is another straw on the camel's back. And that's in the last stimulus. Some people may not know this. Uh, it was the Democrats set it up. So in the little slush funds they set up in these bills they pass, the NEA got $5 billion. Oh, $5 there you go. billion. Dollars. So much money. They have People have no clue who the NEA is. My wife was an elementary ed teacher for a while before she became a stay-at-home mother. Uh, highest honor that any woman could ever have, by the way. It's such a high, high honor, high esteem to be a stay-at-home mom. I, I live with, a, with one I, of those too, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I would read the stuff because she was forced to be in the union like I was you know, when I was in uh, uh, public service, forced to be in the union. And I was like, this stuff is sick. This is UN Agenda 2030 language. This is UN Agenda 21 language. This is language straight out of DAFOS. I was like, holy cow, this is what all you teachers are, are being subjected to? She's like, yeah, yeah, why? I, I don't understand what I'm even reading. I go, oh my goodness, they are literally taking over our children. And so anyways... I digress. No, you I don't. You don't digress. You're on point. These are good points Go you're making. Yeah, and I say all that to say that our troops do not remember. I was a. I worked at a therapeutic boarding school for teens. Uh, mm -hmm. After I got out of the fire service, that's what I was doing. I literally was an at a live-in parent for teenagers, 15 to 18 years old. They do not have the capacity to even understand the things that we're talking about, Dave. They do not have the capacity to, to think about li li life and liberty and constitutional rights and, and civics. They don't have the capacity to even uh, uh, rightly discern morality and good for evil. It's each man does what's right in his own eyes. They are lovers of pleasure. They are lovers of self. They are proud, boastful, arrogant, abusive, uh, you know, disrespectful towards their parents. And it is the norm, the accepted norm. So I can't even imagine the narcissism in the U.S. military now with the selfie generation and the TikTok, snappy chat, bullcrap going on. When I was, we didn't even have phones. Like, I'm not that old, right? I just turned 40. So I was in, I went in the Marine Corps in 2000 after I graduated high school. It, there wasn't even a concept. Now when I see people who are in the U.S. military, it's selfies of them with their bullet, the machine guns and bullets around their necks and, and all the girls trying to look uh, promiscuous and provocative in their camis. What the freak are you doing, dude? What in the world does that have to do with combat readiness? You know, and so me as if, if which I was a platoon sergeant, I would have gone through gangbusters and been smashing all my Marines phones if I caught them acting a fool like that. But now, see, that's that's the norm. I have seen the photos from from the officer corps of women in particular, but men also of this narcissistic selfies of them in their camis when they should be focused on cam combat readiness. They're worried about their uh, social status and, uh, you know, looking attractive to the to the opposite gender. It's insane. Or or looking attractive to the same gender. What, what, are, what happened to non-fraternization? Yep. Doesn't exist anymore. It's insane. I mean, that's like all these high school uh, uh, female um, gym teachers that keep getting caught doing things with students over and over and over. I just saw another article this week. I'm like, what is happening? It is the entropy 
of the American culture and the entropy of the American culture through infiltration by the communist, which is Luciferian, to erode every aspect of morality. They said it 60 years ago that that's what they were going to do, that they were going to make us a land, a land so perverse without with so little moral compass and completely divided on every single topic that you could imagine that we will be ripe to receive communism and they will not have to conquer. They will be able to conquer us without firing a shot. They will. I do think there'll be shots fired, but I agree with your principle. There won't be a major confrontational war. You know, to, to validate what you're saying from the work I've done with the audit, and I've been involved in that since April of this year, heavily involved. Uh, what I found was this. Governor, Secretary of State, um, basically under control of China and or George Soros. The same with the head of the Board of Supervisors that withheld evidence uh, for the audit. Uh, he's a, a walking placard for Chinese business relationships in America. And, and we go down the line and these politicians in Arizona that have been complicit in both the election fraud and the cover-up are all either controlled by China or Soros, which really is the same thing. Jamie, that's what I found, and it validates what you're saying. And I'm talking down to the county clerk level, to the board of supervisors, to the governor, to the secretary of state, and to Arizona state senators and representatives. This is what I found. It's We've been completely invaded. Yeah, and I, and I, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I think that China is is that degree of separation, that plausible deniability ultimately from Russia, that China is going to fall and they're going to fall hard. I mean, we know what's going on with Evergrande and, and their economy is even worse off than ours is. Even all this, all this deception about how strong the Chinese military is and how strong the Chinese economy is and how strong it's like, they're in worse shape than we are. And we're in incredibly bad shape. But I think that China is going to be set up as the, global bad guy uh and they're gonna take the fall and russia will then um, reign supreme at the end of the day and it seems like there's been some agreements made behind back doors to make sure that that happens in that way and uh and so this infiltration and all the all the payouts and all the buy-offs and all the and all the uh from the academia to the military industrial complex to our corporate espionage type of reality all this stuff has been infiltrated by china but magically russia's hands are always clean and russia has now positioned itself as the defender of christendom globally and the defender True. of jerusalem so True. there's a very True. strategic move being made here that lines up with a lot of bible prophecy that i think it's easy to overlook if we're not paying attention yeah i got to do this and then i'm going to come back and respond because we we blew by one of our breaks because this was so interesting but Ladies and gentlemen, I, I just want to take this moment to tell you that uh, I listed 19 impediments to our food supply the other day, and Europe, Europe, just yesterday, endorsed using as food crickets, maggots, and uh, worms, and then 23 other things. Disgusting. And we've been told by the World Economic Forum, you will not have regular food. You will eat aquatics, plants, bugs, and fake lab meat. And that's on the World Economic Forum and that's website and that's what we seem to be following. So I want to bring to you this opportunity to stock up on storable food as much as you can. And I'm also going to give you an admonition. You better learn how to hide it too. 
because there may come a day when they have hoarding laws coming in and I think we need to be mindful of that. Um, I represent MPS and they really are good at what they do. They're cost effective. They have a great sale. Not going to go into detail because of time right now, but 25 year shelf life. The food tastes good. It's high calorie, which is what you want with storable food. You're not trying to lose weight. You're trying to keep calories in your system. And I'm going to encourage you to go to preparewithdave.com right now. That's preparewithdave.com. And one more thing. Uh, with communications will be taken down if the people ever rise up. Communications can be taken down anyway, and you can be driving where your cell phone doesn't work. I can give you a million reasons. I'm so glad I got a sat phone. I'm glad my family has sat phones because I don't think we'll ever be out of touch. It would be a very difficult thing to do to remove sat phones. And could it happen? Yeah, but cell phones are going first. And uh, if you want to know more about sat phones and how they apply to emergency networking that Steve Quayle, myself, Mike Adams, and so forth, were involved in networking and getting the public can uh, get used to messaging for emergencies because we don't think we're going to be around in these forums much longer. So we're trying to find ways to communicate. So if you're interested in all this, I want you to give the people at the satellite phone store a call. 855-980-5830. 855-980-5830. And shame on me for waiting for the end to do this. But Jamie, I wanted to give you a little different view on this. And I'm going to give you a paradigm that I've looked at. And I'm not sure what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to present something to you that I'm not really sure about. But I kind of think that the globalists really want China to be their world policeman and their enforcement agent because they are so incredibly brutal. And I think that they're trying to force the U.S. and Russia into a first-level uh, uh, war, kind of like the semifinals of who's going to control the planet. And each side takes each other down tremendous notches. And there's China, who may stay out of it for the most part, and then they'll be able to conquer who's left. And, and then China becomes the world policeman. That's the paradigm that I've been looking at. And you're presenting a paradigm where China's a puppet state of Russia. So could, could you quickly compare the two views? Yeah, I, I mean, I completely understand that that um, paradigm and that understanding of that they would be setting this up but it's when you when you look at the mystery schools and and you know this everything's driven by religion they're they're religious at their core right and so they have this long-term multi-century millennial you know pursuit to get to this point and and eschat eschatology um to achieve their end goals and we're Unfortunately, this is not me saying it. This is what the mystery schools say. They are very, what's the word? Xeno, xenocentric, xenophobic. They, it's high, high Anglican uh, central, Anglocentric. Everything's very Anglocentric. So, so even though with uh, Russian, you know, they consider them a Serbian type of ethnicity group, they, they still, it's very, very Anglocentric in what all the mystery schools want to see and achieve. So although the Chi although the Chinese is xenocentric and they believe in the genocide and that they're descendants of the white dragon and the winged fiery plume serpent, which is Quetzalcoatl all over the world, right? These same entities come and they believe that they're descendants of this dragon race, this race of dragons, that they're they're not fully human. They actually are descendants of the gods. And so the Chinese believe that they have the divine right to rule and reign over the whole face of the earth. They have a... a uh, religious dogma a xenocentric religious dogma that's far greater than nazi germany with their ubermensch and what they were trying to accomplish through the Lebensborn program and everything else china is three times past what hitler was doing people need to understand True. that about the chinese however 
the Anglo-centric mystery school-based things, which all trace their roots to the Canaanitic religions, Nimrodian worship, and all this stuff. This is what all of our edifices all across Europe and the United States are all centered on, the deification of these guys. They will not allow the Chinese to have a seat at that table. Uh, so I believe that they're actually being used. And there's a lot of things going on on the Russia-Chinese border where they have the— they have the public perception of being unified and their hatred of the United States of America, but actually the Russians cannot wait to just stomp the Chinese. They hate the Chinese with a with a, a, a very long-term guttural hatred, and uh, they're looking for the right opportunity to go ahead and turn on China as well, too. So I, I don't know if that's the full picture and correct assessment. That's just been the, the reality that I've been able to see through researching it. Well, it makes sense, and it's going to cause me to back up and reevaluate my own perspective, which is why we do shows like this. You know, I don't pretend to have all the answers, and and metal sharpens metal, and people tune in to get different ideas to compare, and I think that's a a good one. But either way, the U.S. is left out in the lurch. That's, yep, that's what that's people the, really need the, to know. No matter what, we lose, right? So that's 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 uh, it's either it's either uh you know china's waiting for us to obliterate each other or russia's waiting for us and china to obliterate each other but either way uh the u.s is marked and sealed for judgment i mean we're a land of bloodshed and uh, a haunt hideout for every foul and unclean spirit and we've been the hammer in the whole earth that's made the whole world drunk with our immorality so it's gonna cost us that's why it's so critical that the listeners be found hidden in Christ Jesus and dwelling, hiding and abiding in the shelter of the most high, because uh, that that mark and seal, we have the true and better mark. And it's the mark of the Lord God Almighty uh, that he says he puts between the front lead of our eyes and as a ribbon around our wrists, reminding us of who we belong to. So that's the mark I want, not the mark of the beast. Yeah. And you've inspired me to, to track down Oliver North. I need to speak with him and it's, it's just wow what a revelation you gave at the beginning that was fantastic and i agree totally with your conclusion whether my initial worldview is correct or your worldview is correct is really irrelevant to americans folks and i need you to hear this regardless of who does it does us in it's biblical we are doomed and and i agree with what steve quayle said to me 12 years ago on my radio show national survival is probably not possible i think now it's almost impossible but individual salvation is very much possible. And this is what we've heard from Jamie today. Jamie, we got just a, about a minute left, and I wanted to have people be able to follow your good work. Sure, yeah. People can get a hold of me at omegadynamics.org. That's omegadynamics.org. You know, we're out here in Colorado getting this uh, base camp set up, a training center for, for people. And then, uh, you know, I'm just traveling the country, teaching and speaking and preaching and doing that kind of stuff. I'm big on family emergency preparedness and training. Uh, your, your plug for the sat phones, huge believer in sat phones. We're setting up networks all across the U.S. of faith havens because uh, I truly believe that the remnant church is going to be driven underground and have to operate underground. And that Agreed. means uh, being prudent and foreseeing danger coming and planning accordingly. You're, yeah. What, what part of Cal, uh, excuse me, what part of Colorado are you in? I'm actually not too far from you. I'm down in the four corners. Okay. I'm right down in the four corners. I mean, I'm staring at Mesa Verde National Park yeah, from right Cortez here. Cortez and all that. Area. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, I'm Durango. Right I've spent a lot of time there. I used to work basketball camps there in the summer. And yeah, um, uh, yeah, just I love love that area. It's a gorgeous area. I grew up in the Denver area, 
and uh, so I got to know my home state really well. And and I I got to tell you, it's it wasn't always the way you're finding it now, where it's hopelessly ruled by Bolsheviks. Uh, and on that note, we are flat out of time, Jamie. Jamie, it was fascinating discussion and uh, really good starting point with Oliver Noah. Thank you so much for your contribution to our show. Yeah, thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate it. Take care.